treat them 100% the same. Like everyone gets treated mm. the same. Up till the age of 15, everyone's bodies are the same anyways. Until you start with puberty, a, a girl and a boy is exactly the same strength. Yeah, yeah. So create that equality the awareness confidence. and the confidence from that young age and a lot more will actually follow through. Welcome to the Bike Run Tristoke podcast. Talking cycling, running and triathlon. We get life outside. I'm Paul Ingpen, Editor-in-Chief of Triathlon SPR Magazine, Mountain Bike Magazine, Road Bike Magazine, and host of the Race to Stanford, Blue Lagoon, and Sprint Triathlons. We'll be hosting conversations with some interesting people who like to bike, run, swim, and multi-sport in general, getting to know them, getting to know what makes them tick, giving advice, and basically celebrating everything that's outside. This podcast was powered by Zwift, the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world, and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground, where fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial. Here we are, back again, to talk to two of South Africa's most incredible athletes. We've got Haley Preen, here from Cape Town, and Henriette Skuman, all the way from PE. Thanks, Henriette, for coming all the way. Thanks for having me here. Lekker. And Haley, thank you for coming here because two days ago you crashed, well, not two days ago, the Epic finished two days ago, but this week you crashed while you were in contention. You were up there in the top five. You broke your wrist. You're sitting here with a plaster Paris arm. Looking sorry for yourself, but you still got a smile. <laughs> always got a smile. You can't have always, eh? Such a happy person. Thing about racing, so can't change Shame. it. Shame. Well, quickly tell us. You know, how it was going, you, you've obviously had an amazing year. I mean, you've made the South African team. You came, just got pipped second in the Argus Cycle Tour, Cape Town Cycle Tour. You're flying. Everybody's talking about you. You're 22 years old. You've 10 years you've been riding, but you've been doing exterior. You've been running. You've been winning everything. You've been horse riding, show jumping. I mean, you're a complete freak of nature. I know your family. I know your dad, how tough he is. I know what you, where you come from, riding a cycle tour in mountain bike shoes. <laughs> And just making a plan the night before after a big ra- big run the day before, whatever it takes. So you are tough. You probably would have carried on if you could. But um, you were I in contention. And tell us about it. Um, well, it was on stage three. Uh, stage one went well. We were always riding within ourselves. Stage two went very, very well. Got a top five. Um, so we were going to get stronger and stronger, I think. I mean, anything can happen. Well, you were with Marie Robbie, who is a very seasoned multi-sport athlete like yes. you. So a lot of power, a lot of endurance, a lot of muscle memory. I mean, she's been SA champ numerous times. So you you guys had a really good team going. Yeah. And I think we were very, very well matched, um, riding well together, gotten very, very well. And then stage three, we were riding, we were in third place, um, riding with the top two teams. And then going down on the single tracks, I don't even know what happened, but went over the bars. And then Marie was just ahead, so she never saw it happen. And I got on my bike. I think I was in tears <laughs> because I was so sore. And then all I was worried about was trying to get on my bike as quickly as I can to like catch back up to Marie. And then so she hadn't come back to you. Nobody had relayed the message. Was she flying down happily? Yeah, yeah. Um, for a little while, not too long. Yeah. But got back on my bike, and then I couldn't brake. So I was like, "That's a bit of a problem." I was like, "Maybe it will get better." So try yeah. to carry on. One of my friends came up behind me, and he's a physio, and he tried to help me. And I was like, "No, no, it's fine. Carry on." I want to mess up your race. So then he carried on and then Marie was waiting and she was like, what do you want to do? So I said, no, let's try continue. Is that so, when the pictures were taken with arm around That was shoulders? a little bit further. We so then 
<laughs> so then continued across a weed field, but now I couldn't even put my hand on my on my bar. And I tried to change gears just by using my fist, couldn't even do that. So then um, I was like, yeah, I think we have to call it. And then that's oh, when we stopped and no. got help. Yeah. And that was because I was actually at the bottom of the hill in Tilburg. Yeah. And I saw her come down. I thought, oh, I'm going to get a lucky shot of hells. I might even get a few words in. And then there was just silence behind her and silence. And I said to the guys around me, is Marie riding alone? Do you think? Where's Haley? And then one guy turned around and he said, she's nowhere in sight. I've just come from two k's down the drag. And that's when we realized your day was done. Yeah. So she stopped with me for a while until I got help. And then, um, yeah, I said she must carry on. So at least she could finish that stage and then decide if she was going to continue for the whole race by herself or not. Yeah. Um, it's good to see her back too in the sport. And yeah. Well done, Team Land Rover, toughing it out. And now you tell me you, you want to hurry up and get to the doctor's appointment so you can get to ride 94 <laughs> in three weeks' I've time. I've got a race in three and a half weeks' time. I've got a few more races on for the rest of this year, so <laughs> I need to get better. So speaking of 947, Henriette Schoolman, the pocket rocket, um, she's also injured. She's arrived here hobbling after a knee <laughs> surgery. And, uh, but I've convinced her we're going to ride up Chapman's tomorrow morning on my tandem. Because she's smaller than my kids, so she can fit into that saddle. <laughs> but Henriette, um, I mean, you've won 94.7 a lot of times. You've mm-hmm. won over, I think you've won probably close to 400. You're too humble to tell us. But you were certainly over 300 when we last checked. You and Malcolm were just freakish wins on the local scene in particular. Um, you're now into your 40s, and you're still winning, even this year. I mean, so you've been riding, winning for 28 years. Five, seven years longer than Haley's been alive. You've been winning races every single year. I got a so, head start. <laughs> you did get a head start. But I mean, I've known you since you were probably 17 or 18, and you were incredible. You just don't age. You just stay fast. Somehow, I mean, you got to tell us what the secret to longevity is, because honestly, a lot of people do well. They push themselves so hard when they stop winning or when they stop kind of getting the, what, what you might call it sort of potentially social media, high-fiving, the other stuff, the external factors. There must be something driving you because you, you just are, are too consistent, and which is what we all should strive for because that's how health is created. So, so you've been through the tough times. You talked about sitting on the pavements in Europe, eating a little piece of bread that you could afford, suffering without a proper team structure, the kind that mm-hmm. someone like Ashley Moorman's got now. You were in teams, but you've raced all over the world. Both of you are Springbok riders or South African riders. You've ridden in green and gold, which is the dream for any athletes in the world. But you have been in it through the years of lack of professionalism, in, certainly in women's cycling. Prize money was lower. The races were lower. I mean, I produce cycling magazines. And every time I finish an issue planning, I kind of go, what can I do about women's cycling? Like I just, there's nothing in my mind. I shouldn't have to feel like that. I have to go, oh, let me speak to Ashley about what happened this year. And then she'll tell me, and then I'll do something on that just because I'm doing the responsible thing. And now this year, well, the last three years, the Women's World Cup mountain bike has been the best I've ever seen. I mean, mm. genuinely compelled. I won't miss it. Like I might have watched in the old days of highlights. Now I watch every stage. I mean, we've got the top 10 are incredible. They are lifestylers. They, they're, they're great people on and off the bike. They look the part. They act the part. They ride the part. They're riding gnarly trails. The competition's closer than the men's. I mean, mm. anyone in the top 20 can win the World Cups now. Um, so it's exciting. Then we see Perry Roubaix for women, and we think, yes. That was incredible. Watch. And it was so good to watch. I mean, Lizzie yeah. Duggan riding away from Marianne Voss, the greatest mm. rider in history, on the cobbles, flat, full gas. You could see Marianne's face. Mm. I couldn't stop watching that. And then they announced the, the Zwift uh, Tour de France Femme, mm. the ladies' Tour de France, going full, full ball, full Tour de France. Mm. 
long overdue. I mean, that's 40 years overdue. Yeah. There have been a few, but they've been kind of half-assed, to be honest. So you, sadly, have come through all the years where the money wasn't as good, probably, the racing wasn't as good, the setup, the structure wasn't as good. It was simply quite sexist, actually. I mean, mm. it was just a male-dominated sport. And, and I, I, for one, as an example, would have said, oh, women's Tour de France, what for? You know, it's, it's, mm. it's, it's all captivating. It's all about media, and it's all about genuine media. You know, what are people actually watching because they want to watch? Because now women's cycling is finally given the, the space it deserves, and people do want to watch it. It's as good as it ever was, which means that young women are going to look at you guys and go, flip, I can be like Henriette and Haley. You know? I can be like Ashley. I can, I'd love to get up onto that stage. And then we can start seeing women's racing growing. Because, I mean, I saw you at, at Sony to see maybe 15 years ago. And again, another time. And you, I mean, that tent had maybe 10% women. Yeah. 15%. Maybe I'd have pushed 20. Yeah. But in running, we got 50-50 close to. So there's something wrong there. Like, it's male-dominated. I used to ride with a female partner every year. Mm -hmm. Marilyn Fisher, shame, who's had a very bad accident and still brain damage from it, sadly. Because she pushed herself really hard in races because, honestly, men were always pushing. Mm -hmm. She would out-climb them, and then on a downhill, they would say, give me track, give me track. And you go like, dude, you can't ask for track when you just got outridden. Yes. You know, ride harder then, get fitter. Because on the downhills, she'd be a bit more cautious, and they come roaring past, and then they cause crashes. So I used to ride behind her with my elbows out and literally stop guys from trying to get, you know, just to protect her down the hill. It wasn't easy. So, and that's a tough girl. She came top 100 in the, in the New York Marathon. But she just didn't want to ride these races. It's intimidating. That's her, let alone, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why it's great that like Wine to Wells has got the women's stage and there's, there's more and more focus on, on making the sport more feminine friendly. And, and, and so I'm quite keen to hear from I mean, you in particular. You've been through the years where it wasn't. And because you're a real character, you fit in with guys, you're like, brother from another mother <laughs> so you, you, you're comfortable but mm. you know you can talk about what Haley can expect now because Haley's mm. 22 she could have been a pro horse rider probably is still going to be horse rider <laughs> exterior athlete runner I mean she's just got radical pedigree Mm-mm. but she's st- seemingly can hell you can t- tell us now if you're moving into cycling as a choice if you finally made the choice I think so Haley's <laughs> <laughs> one of those kids at school she had too many badges for a blazer school yeah, blazer going into the pocket <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll never give up the others, but <laughs> road cycling is the focus for now. Is it? Yeah. And okay, so just, why? Why is it the focus? I don't know. I just love it. Like, it's been growing on me f- for years since I've gone into varsity and, like, joined the UST Cycling Club. That's literally what started it in racing USA, like the student national champs. Um, just the long hours on the bike, everything. I love it. But I won't stop running if I can. Um, and it's probably, is it, would you say, potentially it's your strongest talent? Because, I mean, you said earlier, you didn't even know there was an age group at the cycle tour when you were under 16 and you won it. And then I think so. you won it again in under 18. And then... <laughs> I must say, I've never won anything by accident. <laughs> <laughs> you like to win, eh? <laughs> I do. But, uh, like, I know it's intentional when uh-huh. I do. <laughs> were you also talented as a youngster? Did you suddenly, like, look around and go, why am I just riding away from these other people? I from the start I've I've had good results, but um, and it kind of drives you as well. It's like you see, okay, cool, I'm I've got a nick at this, and let's see where this goes. So I think if you are a competitive person, the results definitely drives you. But the, I mean, the main the main reason why I started riding my bike is because I've come from a problem house. Um, like home growing you up. You to get away. And I wanted to get away from my parents, basically. It was like I really had a hard upbringing. And for me, it was like the ultimate freedom. So I've got this love for the sport. And I think that's like through the years, that free feeling 
it's just always been there, more more so than the results. And the the reason why I'm still riding, although I don't have the results anymore, is because I love the sport and the absolute free feeling of it. That's huge. I mean, I think the freedom of cycling. I mean, I, I often yeah. talk about, you know, I, mean, I do mountain bike magazines, road yeah. bike, cy- triathlon, and all of them, it's quite simply that feeling of the joy of the freedom of the wind in your hair. Yeah. It's, you know, you can walk somewhere, you can it's run somewhere. It's uncomplicated tough. feeling. Whereas when you were a kid, when you rode to your mate's house, you didn't need mom and dad to drop you. Yeah. You just had the freedom to go far. Independence. Go this one, go do yeah. it. And that freedom of, there's no engine running, it's just your legs, and then when you're down there, you're just freewheeling and yeah. your hands in the air maybe. It is a magnificently freeing feeling. Yeah. And you can ride for, I mean, if you eat and drink, you, you can ride 200 Ks, as yeah, we're going to see now. Exactly. You know, people do the double century yeah, yeah. without the massive history because they eat and drink properly and they train more scientifically than in the old days. We can talk about mm-hmm. that too. You know, right? <laughs> yeah. um, but it's, it is a freedom, and, that's, and that is the joy of cycling, whether you're doing a mountain bike race over a whole lot of mountains mm. or riding around Cape Point or out to the east rand of Joburg or wherever you are. So, Hells, is that what... You loved about cycling. I mean, our horse riding is probably quite high maintenance. I know you've got horses and grooming and all that stuff, but out of the sports that you did, you're also a very good runner. Running is probably simpler. Which, what about cycling drew you onto bicycles? I think also just being from Cape Town, very, very lucky. The road cycling here is beautiful. Yeah. Um, so on a perfect summer's day, no wind, warm, flat seas, the blue seas, you, you can't get better than that on the road bike. Um, so and I you think, can actually enjoy it as opposed to running where you just hear your feet going duck, duck, duck. Well, <laughs> it's not as simple. I won't run on the road, but I love cycling on the road. Uh-huh. Um, you can't freewheel down, down the hill when you're running. <laughs> no, you can't stop for a long coffee stop and then start yeah. running long again. Hours, your legs will be gone. And the, uh, just cycling in a group, and I've got an, like a nice group of guys that I cycle with. Um, yeah, I'm going around the peninsula. Nothing and the girls that. all given up. Do you not have a girl? <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Ailey. We're forming our own group. <laughs> yeah. so, so that's how you fell in love with it. So let's go back to you, Henriette. You went through Europe. You've raced all over the world. You've won hundreds of races. Mm. What's going to make it easier now for Haley to be a pro? I mean, there aren't actually South African pros anymore. I mean, there are mm. pros like are you, but you've got you tune pianos in your off time <laughs> yeah. to make money. You know, people aren't. The, if you're a pro making money, you're probably Daryl MP and mm. the rest of them in Europe and in European teams. This isn't really a, a, a affordable sport here. Whereas in the days of Billy Engelbrecht and Andrew McLean and Southern Sun and Report and all those teams, mm. we had vast number of pros. So it has been very hard to make a living as a South African cyclist. Yeah. Yeah. But now Haley's clearly coming into the 25, 30 years that you've just, just moving out of. Yeah, yeah. What's going to make life easier for her? Um, I think firstly, just to put things in perspective, when I started cycling, like when I rode my first SA champs, I was 17 years old and there was no junior ladies category. So I had to race against Erica Green and, and Jackie oh, Martin as a 17-year-old. And I got second at SA's that year. Oh, wow. And I didn't get, obviously, to get selected to go to the Olympics because Jackie, Jackie got first and Erica Green got third. But I was still 17 years old, so I didn't even get considered to go to the Olympics. Oh, that's right. So Jackie and, and, and Erica went to the Olympics. So that's how far cycling has come, like yeah. even further than women's cycling as a, as a whole. So at least now there's like categories for the, for the ladies. But for Juniors and, and under 23. Yeah, and, and, and now there's even like they're they, um, doing under 23 ladies at, at national champs. So it's, it's grown so much in their recognition for the ladies to, to rather take them baby steps than 
get getting thrown in the deep end from the start like I did and then you get thrown off and you're like, oh, maybe this is not for me. It's too hard. Yeah. Sometimes people react differently to to um, progress and now that you can, if you win under 23, you know you might stand a chance at elite. So it just drives you to go that extra mile and, and to keep on going, you know. And like for you, now the women's cycling is blooming and for the first time ever now in South Africa, I mean, um, Cape Town Cycle Tour, the prize money is exactly the same. And especially in South Africa, when we started racing, there was nothing like equal prize equal money. Prize money yeah. So that, in that that ex- aspect... Even um, Perry Roubaix didn't have equal prize money. It, it's it's starting difference. off and it's a starting point. And I can mm. tell you now, they will change it. I mean, Epic, they've got... like I, I need equal to mention that money. because it is... It, for me, it's important. 94.7, they've got equal prize money. So it's quite important... To mm. mention it and, and, and acknowledge it. Hats the, off to those organizers because yeah, I know I organize triathlon it. events. Yeah. And we sometimes have a sort of a, 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 a non pro amateur yeah. person being surprised. Oh, I won. Oh, did I win money? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you go like, and the guys are killing themselves because we've got 10 deep yeah. field of guys. And the guys yeah. look and go like, that's a bit unfair. And as an organizer, you think, well, how much I spent all that money on the women's mm. field when I've got no one here? But then someone actually once said to me, he said, mm. Paul, you shouldn't even ask yourself the question. You've got yeah. daughters. Yeah. And what example are you going to set that's yeah. going to pull the world right? And I was like, you're exactly. so right. And that's why. So hats off to, as you say, Cape Epic, yeah. 94.7 cycle tour. My, yeah, they need to make the sacrifice like yeah. in the beginning when it's not quite even to try and make it even. I agree. Yeah. My yeah. solution for, for prize money would be like, like Ironman. If, as, as long as the ladies do the same distance, the, the entry um, fee is the same. Say there's a 20, 80% um, split in the mm. male female. Don't pay the depth, but pay the same amount because the effort is exactly the same. Like there's less ladies, but their effort to, yeah, to share be it out there. Yeah, the top yeah. Top say yeah. where the guys pay out the first 10, maybe then pay top out the yeah. first five yeah. ladies. Yeah. Um, cool. I, I think that would be fair and that would actually be more like realistically ratio wise mm-hmm. um, if that's a problem. But don't cut the ladies' prize money. Don't. Um, don't offend the ladies that actually pitched up at the race. Don't yeah. don't hold it against them because they pitched at the race. They I mean, we've got to race. address the past. There was yeah. a time when women weren't allowed to be in sport full stop. I mean, yeah. the first lady who ran a marathon, they tried to pull off the course. Yeah. The famous picture. Yeah. yeah. You know? yeah. So, so we need to move forward. Like, yeah. we have to change South Africa in order to step forward. And we finally, you've got to re- address the past. So, for sure. Mm. So, Hells, when you listen to Henriette and you can see that you can still keep racing till 44 and still win every single year. <laughs> Are you thinking of like Europe, Paris-Roubaix, Women's Tour de France? Definitely. Are you um, really? Cool. I just need to finish my studies first. So what are you still studying? studying? Mechanical engineering. So you're not doof <laughs> What can't you do? <laughs> okay, I, I, I assume there was an academics um, badge on that blazer too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other side is all the academic stuff and cultural yeah, problems. Yeah. Um, so that's my main priority to finish that. Otherwise, last four years have been a waste mm. um, when will you finish so I'm in fourth year this year but I took the first semester off this year so that's extended by a whole year so plan to finish at the end of next year um, so that would would have been five years of studying and then once I've done that I'll try to go overseas race overseas for a team find a team and all that and hopefully next year I can go overseas like in holidays or in a time mm. and try a ride for a lot like a short amount of time overseas. Mm. Um, Get some ex- it's, exposure. Yeah, I might make it easier the following year. 
Yeah, it's funny you uh, and and you mentioned Erica Green mm. and 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 the idea of of grooming people into the world stage rather than mm. just chucking them out of the fridge and into the fire. Mm. She wrote an article in the latest edition of Mountain Bike about the world champs. Mm. She said they were too soon, they were too green, they weren't ready, they got murdered. Yeah. She stood on the side of the of, of the it's course. It's so demotivating. Cons- cons- uh, consoling people, hugging them to say you're okay because there were just too many were sent because they could and because we wanted representation there. Yeah. Drilled. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. But with um with regards to your studies, um Hayley, you like focus on your studies. I mean, Ashley has got a um a chemical degree engineering. chemical engineering degree and she only started writing series afterwards. Yeah. So that's when the real thing started. Like when elite when you actually like 26 20 26 till 30, give it those 4 years, yeah. like commit to it. If you don't try, you won't know. Exactly. And if you've got the engine, then you'll always regret it that you didn't take the chances. I mean, you know what? If it does, it, if it doesn't work out in in Europe, you can always come back and yeah. then start something new. Nothing is cast in stone, or like if you just lift your roots and do something else. Yeah. And that's why be adventurous in life and go take chances. That's that's my adv- my best advice to anyone that's got talent that wants to ride bike. That's very wise words. I mean, you can only you only know that. Sadly, they say I think George Bernard Shaw said youth is wasted on the young. Because I feel like you, like if I only knew what we knew now, mm. how differently we would have approached life. Being patient, mm. as an example. Like if your wrist is not okay, don't ride 94.6. Like <laughs> I, I also used to think I have to do everything now. Yeah. Like people are coming back from COVID, jumping in, and then they get this long tail COVID and they're taking strain for months on end, putting strain on their heart. Yeah. Mm. Every, there's time for everything. I think the reason we don't think that is because in the older generation, the old days, people got old fast. Like I'm 53 now. I, I can see guys at 65, whatever, at races, who are power. When I was young, 65-year-olds were like pottering around the garden, falling over. They were, like, <laughs> they were bedridden almost. You know what I mean? So you're, in your mind, you think life is too short, but it's actually quite long. If you do like Henriette, love what you do, love spending time outdoors, like your family. I mean, your dad is always going off to some adventure in the, in the van. and you Always guys have, new things. Always new things. I think you've got places in Mozambique. And, I mean, that's in your blood for sure. So I think you're going to have the longevity barring any horrible yeah. accident or whatever. So just be patient and take it on one bit at a time and know that the engine is there and you just got to nurture it because you've only got one body and you've got to build and build. And building is everything. And I often think back to like the number of times we just like wanted to do something mm. like in a hurry because it's there and because, mm. you know, everyone else, oh, I might just, I'm sure I'll be okay with this X and Y. And then now you see guys who've got like injuries because they push themselves too hard. People who raced with, Sickness, getting like heart problems later in life. So I, do, I think patience, but also allowing the journey to unfold. Like this epic wasn't meant to finish, no. but you had a good enough taste and next year, hopefully you and Marie will now come you back know what it's all about. and smack it. Planning it. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean, just tell us quickly, Henriette is a sprinter. So she's a sprinter that can climb. She stays in the bunch long enough because she's not one of those sprinters who's enormous, who needs that big power flat sprint. So she's got the almost the perfect race winning formula. You seem very, I mean, you're powerful. I've seen you ride around. She is like ridiculously powerful. She so has no idea. <laughs> but, but then you seem to be surviving the, finish, the, the, the climbs. And you, I love climbing. And you, but, but you but can I'm, I'm not I mean, a climber, but I love climbing. <laughs> it's amazing. But, and you, I mean, tell us now, I mean, I think a lot of people are seeing your name and seeing that you like just suddenly come from horse rider to <laughs> South African road cyclist. And now you've come in the last three years, third, second, Next year's probably, let's hope, let's hope it just works <laughs> in that formula. But 
is your sprint strong enough to be a sprinter? Can you stay with a bunch and then just give it horns? So I never had the confidence and that possibly cost me this year at uh, Cape Town Cycle Tour. But after What this, happened? Quickly tell us what happened in Cycle Tour. That you, I know you just, just got pipped. So I was kind of in front. Kim came around the side and I jumped on her wheel. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there was quite a gap actually and I was suffering on her wheel. I was like, okay, that's first place done. And I was like, no, this is always the dream. I, <laughs> I want to win this race. I was like, I can't give up now. Um, and so, like, I wasn't even right on her wheel, and I started going to the side to come past her. And, I mean, I was gaining on her, and, like, on the line, it was pretty much, we never knew who won. I, we knew she had won, but it was really, really close. Um, wow. So you kind of think you had an so, extra watt or two in the bank. Yeah, if it was a little bit longer, <laughs> or if I had been more confident and maybe gone a bit earlier. or. And your third know. place the year before? I also had no idea about sprinting. I think I just sprinted. And, Great. So uh, now you're going to practice a bit of sprinting. Unread, maybe you could do a couple of little workshops. Sprinting, on. you need to practice. Yeah, also, I haven't had the practice. I mean, the I've specific had... specific stuff that you need to do. Yeah, Is I've there? had yeah. three proper sprints. And those are my only sprints. I had Herald last year, but I went out. I think I worked it out. It was 800 meters out. You went from 800 meters? Yes. Who can do that? that <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, so that was not a normal sprint. Did you so win? It's like opening yes. the dance floor. Because everyone just gave up. It's like, <laughs> no, it's like no opening w- the dance floor <laughs> 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 on the, the also, previous day. <laughs> funny, actually, Kim and I ended pretty much. There as well. Yeah, because mm. no, one expect, no one knew who I was. No one expected uh. me to go. Um, so she came afterwards. And also, it was on the line. We never knew who had won. So, what have what you won the Herald? What else have you won? And in nationals this year. Uh, of course. Yeah, nationals. I mean, how, SA champ, um, obviously. Okay. <laughs> so, it was only Herald last year, which was a sprint, Cape Town Cycle Tour, which I just sprinted, I think. Um, what did you do at nationals to win? I mean, that was a proper field, too. It was Carla and I together, but it was kind of a climb. and You just outstrengthed her. Yeah, it so came down it, to a sprint, a, a but a, not a normal sprint. It was like uphill, power, downhill. Power sprint, yeah. Yeah. So do you think that's more likely? What's your summation, Guru? Uh, Enriette, what do you think she could, what do you think she would be, what kind of um, circumstances would suit her best? Um, I mean, like something highly up, I've raced against her. You're an incredibly powerful rider. And to perfect your sprint, you'll have to do specific things to yeah. to trigger those little niggles and that your self-confidence will come and, and as the results come then your confidence will, will go as well and in the wise words of someone called Anka Erlang she always said hesitation devastation yeah at, a, at the end of the race there's one person that wins that race and, and the rest of the field's devastated and that person that wins the race is not always the best sprinter it's the they person that hesitated. wants it the most really so was Anka I, I'm, I know Anka from triathlon also another freak won the August Find everything. I'm, I know. She's not even it, a sprinter. So and, she wasn't a sprinter. Was she just she, with her right, style of riding, she was just always, she's also a very powerful rider, like physically very strong. And she just always used to just take the race to everyone. And whatever the result may be, most of the time she it came out in okay. her favor. Never be scared to take a chance. So, so I mean, I, I watch sprints, especially when they put a, a GoPro on the, on the, on the bikes. Yeah. And you watch those sprints. And it's just, Terrifying. Like, I look and I think there's no way I could get into that. Like, and I'm probably do sprint, I'm probably a sprint kind of guy. And, and I've won a few in, in my age groups. And when you're riding in A bunch or B bunch or C bunch, 
I often back myself there, but if I ever had proper riders around me and it was a proper go at the line, I don't think I could go for it. I mean, it's just, and we've seen the devastation of some of the crashes. Mm. I mean, look at Daryl Impey just this year. Yeah. I mean, that was a horrible crash. You know, the guys are claiming, oh, no, he came into my space and we're talking about millimeters. Mm. So what does that take? I mean, is it the same in the women's riding? And it's probably going to become the same if it isn't already. Um, when I rode cycle, Cape Town Cycle Tour, most, like every edition that I won has been with the guys. So That's chaos. That's chaos and to start off with. Um, mm. So you kind of got to ride into spaces that's not there yet. So you almost have to anticipate and, and experience, analyze yeah. the race and have such tunnel vision of where you want to go and where you want to be and be so aware of where you where you at you like you look at right in front of you but you're aware of everything around you it's something that you have to learn but your your aware your spatial awareness becomes like 110% important and then you also you can't doubt your ability yeah that's that's the main thing if you, you, if you commit this, you got to be a, give it 110% if you watch the sprint from this year from the men's race if you look, at the, there's a video from above, and you watch the no, uh, the gap Nolan took. Mm. It's, it's a gap that didn't exist. It's, yeah, <laughs> super amount of experience. It was way back, yeah. and next thing he's going through riders and anticipation because he's done it so mm. many times. I mean, Peter Sagan is a pretty. That's a perfect example yeah. of people riding into spaces that doesn't exist, and eventually he ends up where he should be. It's because he anticipated where this. He almost the the race unfolds in his head before he rides it. I think Muhammad Ali, I think one of the boxers who retired, the guy said, why did you retire? I mean, you knocked the guy out. He said, no, because when I was in, the, in that final round, I saw a gap and I whacked him. Mm. He said, but that's great. He said, no, in the old days, I would have whacked him and then realized there was a gap. <laughs> he said, that's the problem. He said, I lost my anticipation. I had to see it first. In the yeah. old days, I knew it was there. Yeah. So, so, so that's quite interesting. From a, I mean, is it ballsy? I mean, are you not afraid of crashing? Um, now that I'm older, <laughs> I prefer not to. Oh, but would you would you have sec would you know that sometimes you're gonna clip bars and go? Yeah, it's 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 part of the a bit part of like, racing. Yeah, it's part of racing, but also I mean when you know your bike skills are on par, it's obviously it's when you're hundred percent safe, it's fifty percent in your hands because like whatever's around you also is the, that makes up the other fifty percent. But you can almost like if someone bumps your handlebar and you've got good bike skills, you can you can cancel it out at least, you know. So most people, like, they get stiff and that's how, like, when you're weekend warriors, when, say, they clip a wheel or ride in, into someone's back wheel, like 90% of the time they'll come down. But if you're an experienced rider, Didn't need to. You, you, can, you can almost, like, flex your bike and be like a… Move you, your weight you, and Yeah, move your away. weight around. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, move, get, get around that's it. That's interesting. That's good advice. Yeah. Um, so, so now that women's racing is exciting and more people are going to be riding, what do you think it's going to take to get lifestylers in? It's one thing wanting to become a pro, but what do you think is going to make more women want to cycle and, and, and actually cycle? Is, is it, I mean, what do you, hell, you 22, you must have lots of female mates. Are they, what are they, how do they see cycling? I mean, what's the... Well, one of the main things is like our UST cycling team. Um, I think in the past, there was no ladies team, but now it's developing. So it's again, it's yeah. going platforms for women. Mm. Okay. Yeah, all right. They should start at schools level. I mean, where I come from, I mean, in PE, um, I'm kind of related to Lorraine Primary School. They've got on a Tuesday and a Thursday, they've got like 50, 53, 55 young kids. Like they, 
can't even ride proper yet. And they do like skills training with them with little cones and stuff on the rugby fields. You don't need to go out on the roads with the youngsters. Just to create that awareness and the, the little and the goals. love for it as well. Yeah, lo- you create a love for it and, and you, you create confidence because a lot of women not riding bikes is a confidence thing. And ugh, lycra and ugh, I'm going to look bad and the guys are going to drop me and I'm going to be unsafe. But you need to create that there's, there's equality in, in a way. Like, mm. and Bring in the platforms yeah, early. And yeah, earlier and get, yeah. make everyone aware that they, there's like a bigger group of people that needs to be looked after than just the guys mm. racing up front. Same old story. Yeah. Boys sport, girls do home economics. Yeah. Something stupid like the old school Go bake mindset. a pancake, whatever. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's long gone. Absolutely. No, and we are seeing that change for sure. Yeah. But I mean, as an example, Switzerland, the reason why there were so many Swiss in the, in the Olympics and the World Champs Top 20s because from tiny they get taught how to ride around cones and yeah. restricted gearing Bike and all skills. that stuff. Skills. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If you ask a lot of the top lady female riders, like how long have you been riding, they say forever because mm. they've just been on their bike. Mm. And we just didn't. It was netball, yeah. hockey, rugby, yeah. cricket, yeah. swimming, and I don't know what else. And not, not, there's just been no. I mean, I know that my daughter's school has got like a triathlon team now, they've got mm. outrides, they've got trail running. And Luke Moore, you know, who's been doing so well, he's, mm-hmm. his school's doing downhill now. The headmaster's made oh, downhill word. part of the school curriculum. Wow. So you see these kids coming down the hills in their full-face helmets. Yeah. I saw them the one afternoon. I was like, are you guys banking because of lockdown? He said, mm. no, we're officially here. There's the coach. We put, I'm doing this instead of wow. rugby. I was like, at last. <laughs> you don't I mean, have to do a sport that you don't necessarily love. What a better example than Greg Minna. I mean, he's world champ. If Greg can make it, surely there's another Greg out there. Totally. And it's just to, to actually just to go find him. and. Mm. No, the kids don't get the opportunities, but that is absolutely stunning when I hear about these things. Same subject there. I mean, we just saw, you saw the two Xara ladies coming across the line in the yeah. Cape Epic. Yeah. In the old yeah, days, yeah. only elite people did ca- the Cape Epic. And when they finished, they cried as if they just climbed up Everest. <laughs> and these two ladies come across and say, no, we just kept riding. I mean, how awesome wow. is that? And, and Xara luckily has looked after them and nurtured them. Yeah. But again, like, how many women, you say, you know, Greg Minner, how many other Greg Minners are there? Mm-hmm. You know? I'm sure but, they've inspired yeah, yeah. many, many more people now. Let's just hope just so. Get you know, on and the let's bike. hope that the whole industry follows suit with bikes, Mm-mm. female bikes, pricing, mm. clubs, you know, um, what do you call them? Um, academies, mm. stuff like that, you know, bike parks, pump tracks. Yeah. You kind of need that stuff to get it cool because, I mean, as an example, you're going to be now indoor training on Zwift for the next couple of weeks, I imagine. Yeah. But even that, even online riding has become really fun. I mean, I never mm-hmm. rode indoor until now because suddenly now you've, it's instead of just sitting school. there mindlessly pumping out sweat onto your newspaper on a, on a fixed wheel, heavy front <laughs> wheel. Yeah. Yeah, I even know like trail runners who've been injured and then they've gone on Zwift to get like on the bike and then wow. they like get better and they ride and they outdoors. talk to each other. Yeah, it's a, it's, and, and you can ride in Joburg and it's winter and it's cold and it's whatever. You've suddenly got an option mm. we didn't have. Only the hardcore people, only the old school sort of Eddie Merckx type of people went out in the rain and oh, suffer yeah. for hours and hours. And I think someone said the other day, I don't know if you guys saw Willi Engelbrecht on Facebook, Mm-mm. having a go at Nolan, Nolan. saying, oh yeah. no, these looks are soft. They don't ride like we used to do. We had less gears, we had heavier bikes, we didn't have the nutrition, we didn't have... Our average speeds were faster. I mean, a bit ludicrous. But I also, I then asked a couple of, we had, a, we had a, an offline between a couple of us cycling journeys, 
And I said, have we got soft maybe? I mean, in the old days, the South African rugby team was made up of army guys and police guys. Mm. So we were tough as nails. Yeah. The, the day on the rugby field was the easiest mm -hmm. day of the week for them. Gee. Now, <laughs> the Springbok rugby players are all at nightclubs and they drive fast cars. I'm like, well, maybe they've got soft. So then the one guy said, look, Daryl Impey doesn't have to live in Belgium and ride in the rain anymore. He can ride, he can live in the south of, mm. of Spain. And I we mean, can look, all Ashley's ride. Ashley's the world's swift it's champion. Esports world champion. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And we can ride with science. And esports science, is becoming massive. Yeah, I mean, world champs. And, then, and she is the world champion. And yeah. now there's, I mean, there's whole clubs, there's whole teams coming together. Of like esports e with mm, world tour teams, pretty much. And you can get spotted for once. You can actually yeah. go and look at your power profile. And like the Swift Academy. Even if mm. you're in the middle of nowhere. Like the Swift Academy. Are you, are you going for it, Health? No. <laughs> no. Can you? Are you, are you eligible? I you would be able to. I just, you need to convince me to ride in Zwift more. Yeah, well, do you, I hope your arm's going to do it for you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, so, so I think all the potential is here. Mm. And yet, I mean, in some ways, do you wish you'd come kind of be in Haley's age now because of when you see something like the Tour de France film and… Yeah, look, you always wish you were younger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <be> but, I <laughs> mean, just from a pure cycling opportunity. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, um, when I raced in Europe… Um, the professionalism wasn't there at all. I mean, like I raced with the national team, like you'd eat a sandwich from a garage after the race. That's your recovery food. It's like all you could afford kind of thing. Now they've got proper setups with the buses and everything. But saying that, um, South Africa, the, the, the federation, is, um, it's not, they're not financially in a situation to support the riders. So, you know, where we lack the professionalism now, it's, in the hands of the actual rider that wants to be in Europe or race wherever mm. it's there. It's f um, crowdfunding or the, for yeah. their own expense, which makes it just as hard. I mean, Europe's ridiculously expensive, but it's just, again, you got to take your opportunities. You got to go there and you got to make the most of, even if you sleep, like Robert Hunter, when he started racing, he slept on a mattress in someone's, someone's house just really? in the foyer or something he when he started off mm. he really started off at the bottom and look where he ended up i mean i know he's a guy but you know be a guy or a woman no you read Actually about start, golf pros who used, used to yeah. do the tour in their car sleep I mean, in the car park and then tear it up and hope to try and qualify i mean That's Ash, where the great ashley's also she hasn't had it easy i mean she's crashed she's worked hard she's worked so hard and, and she deserves every bit of where she is today because she sacrificed everything Call her manager and husband. He's sacrificed his whole life to look after her. Mm. And look where it's brought them. Cheapest. It's amazing. Like and yeah, hopefully a yeah, massive no, They've built a, they build a whole brand name around her. So, mm. Mm. And, and she deserves every single thing of it because they've worked hard for it and they did sacrifice everything. Mm. And it's the only way. It's like, it's, I mean, Robert took a chance. Daryl's taken a chance. It's like, you got to be able, you, you got to be willing to, to suffer and and be out of your comfort zone. It does nothing worth having comes easy. Especially the young generation need to yeah. hear that. I mean, Haley is different. I've seen her father yeah. says, harden up, dry your eyes, let's go. <laughs> but a lot of kids are, are quite entitled these days. They know this new generation is a little bit like… They want to be CEO from the start. It must work quickly. I want, yeah. I want to win the race. I don't want to suffer. And I want to make it. It must be easy. We need a better Shortcuts. bike. That will make me faster. Kind yeah, of yeah, thing. yeah. But um, yeah, it's like… it's. I mean, when I started racing… You had to organize and, and buy and borrow and beg and steal to get equipment. Now everything gets given to the riders and the youngsters get stuff very easily. But the the ones that really want it will still, still come out tops, even if it's with the best equipment or not. Sure. I mean, it's irrespective of what 
what your parents can offer you or the opportunities that you get. But the if it it really comes from within yourself. If you don't if you don't have that drive, you you won't get anywhere anyways. So we need to bring our kids up with the right values too. I think yeah. which is you've had. You didn't have. You said, well, maybe it was so so bad that it was good because it just got you out the house all yeah. the time. <laughs> um, looking back in your career, I mean, you've had a, that's, I think, 30 years of pro riding or certainly as your main form of income. Yeah. What, what, what do you look back on with the most joy and sort of, I mean, you went to Athens. Mm. You've been to lots of world champs. You've done a lot of cool stuff. I've seen Yeah, I've seen, yeah I've seen the world. I've gone to three Commonwealth Games. Um, I... I think the most the most satisfying feeling is like when you've had injury like you've had. I mean, like I've broken my wrist and I I didn't go to Beijing because I didn't qualify yeah. in the end because I was in shortlist. And then the comeback after my wrist injury, I broke my wrist and I had to insert pins. So I was like, I literally I had, I had a cast for ten weeks because I broke my scaphoid. But I took. I had to take like three months off, and then after that, the end of the year, I wrote the ninety four point seven. I wrote my best ninety four point seven ever. Like really? the comeback from an injury is Hunger the sweetest thing ever. And you're young and you're hungry to win again. That is the best feeling when you can actually finally pull something amazing off. So true. I mean, how often do all of us just get that hunger back and yeah. realize how much we miss it? Like lockdown did to all of us. Yeah. Guys, <laughs> like, I mean, running around the swimming pool all the house all day. Running around the Put elastic around your waist and swim in one place in your swimming pool. Yeah, that was a real, that's why so many bikes are selling now because yeah. everyone missed being outdoors so badly that now just yeah. can't buy a bike. Yeah. Apart from the fact that the supply chain is a mess from the east, but uh, I mean, yeah, it is. Yeah. People are running and cycling more than ever, which yeah. is fantastic. And hopefully, half of them are females. Yeah. And it's going to then, we're going to, talent's going to come through and mm. identification. And hopefully, Cycling South Africa and all of them have got to act together in the schools mm. to bring people and channel more into it because it's just being about active and being healthy and, and alive. Mm. And if you're stuck behind your yeah. computer games like these kids are and in the malls and, and on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and mm. all this stuff. It's just crazy. And then they're becoming so, um, the stress levels and anxiety is massive mm. because people are kind of feeling left out because you are left out because of social distancing. But at the same time, they are um, seeing their friends doing stuff, the groups that mm. are together. So the people on the periphery are feeling more peripheral than ever. Mm. So it's just, and, and you just, how often do you say to someone, just get outside, go for a run, ride your bike or do yeah. something, get active. And suddenly the endorphins, the self-worth, it, it kicks in and there's a happy space and the difference is so so narrow between going mm. in a downward spiral and an upward spiral. Yeah, and get the kids off the social media and get them more involved and I think with regards to women cycling, start the equality when they like like mm. nine years old, you know. Start so the quality there already. Gender you know, blind. Yeah. When Jimmy goes over the bridge of death on the, you know, on the, tr uh, um, on the skills riding on a Tuesday afternoon, make the girls do it too, yeah. you know. Like, yeah. Don't differentiate between the boys and the girls. Totally. Treat them 100% the same. Like everyone gets treated mm. the same. Up till the age of 15, everyone's bodies are the same anyways. Until you start with puberty, a, a girl and a boy is exactly the same yeah, strength. Yeah. So create that equality the awareness confidence. and the confidence from that young age and a lot more will actually follow through. That's so powerful. I think that yeah. is exactly it. We don't do that. We wait yeah. until later and then you've got to try and redress all the stuff that's gone yeah. wrong. Yeah. Don't wow. treat girls with cool. butterflies and perfume. Uh, it's uh. like just treat them the same. Treat everyone the same. 
Just make them realize and like girls that limits. That's like the recipe to the world. Race, <laughs> gender, religion, it's all the same. Treat I everyone know. the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like treat everyone the same and, and you'll actually realize that your limits are really not where, you, where it's been socially accepted. Like there's a lot more out there. Don't, you the don't guru, have to. The guru hath spoken. She said, there's a lot of wisdom coming out of you. Here. Guys can cook food. Ladies can fix cars. You know, totally. anything's possible. Totally. Yeah. Well said. Else, we as the older generation are wishing you all the best. Thank you. In your career. Because, I mean, I, I think a friend of mine told me years ago that he went for a run with you and your dad when you were like 15. And you cleaned <laughs> them up and then you minutes. went for a longer run afterwards. <laughs> and he said, this kid's a freak. And I kept thinking, well, she does just too much of everything. But then when the day I saw you get into, into the, um, the podium of Cycle Tour, and then when SHM, so I was like, it's come through. <laughs> She's arrived. Dots connect, Joe. And I mean, Thank you stay in, you live in Cape Town. There's no excuse not to ride your bike. Exactly. This place is beautiful. Joburg still gets a bit complicated sometimes. And, uh-huh. um, but they're yeah. building lots of trails, eh? There's trails going all over and there's yeah. safe riding spaces. Like, no, no, like we're talking road cycling here. Hello? Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, the, it, within the cradle, and I mean, yeah. they're also using the, the trails. It, trails are says actually building trails between trails, so you can get from place to place sure. along the side of the road. Yeah, it just yeah. means you can get off the road. Okay. So I think you are maybe gravel bikes in Joburg might be the, the a, answer. There's a market for it. Uh, I mean, yeah, especially where it's not so safe. I mean, like when I go up to Joburg and in the four ways area. I mean, like I've got a road bike. I always take my on my road bike most of the times, and then uh, there's a certain spot. Um, I think it's Cedar Road, mm. where like the taxis just push you off the road, and I you kind of got to go off road. And yeah. I, I was thinking, yes, if I had a gravel road, it doesn't matter. Like, you can yeah, yeah. hop from one venue to another just going off road. You know, and I mean, yeah. was, I mean, this is all great for the race organizers because the race races are the one place you can ride in safety and support and, yeah, yeah. and closed roads. But also race to the sun. Mm. Now race to the, I mean, there's, yeah, there's yeah, a lot of stuff. Hey, we are very blessed in South Africa. Yeah. So let's end off on that high note and. Uh, appreciate the sport that we've all chosen as a career and a life. We're very blessed ourselves. And let's hope more people are touched by your message. Thank you. But thanks for, thanks for coming, Hells. Thank you. Thanks, Henriette, for coming all the way from Thank PE. Thank you. I really appreciate being here. Yeah, lucky. It was good to chat to you guys. This conversation was powered by Zwift, the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world, and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground where fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial.